I want to welcome you to Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. And on Wednesdays, Bible study at 7 p.m. We believe the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, we're faithful, we're bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. There is no plan uh, B. There is only a plan A. And so we're going to stick to God's plan. You know, as um, a great woman of God who is joining us as uh, said, I'm going to stick with the God that I know. And those are some very dynamic words that has been has been said. And so certainly we thank God for his goodness. We thank God for his grace. And we're going to we're going to go on into the word of God uh, after prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and grace. We thank you for your mercy, your kindness, how you have blessed us throughout this day. Lord God, we thank you for those that will be tuning in and those that will be listening later. Lord Jesus, we thank you for all that you have done, that what you are going to do. We walk with great expectations. Our expectations are not minimal, Lord God, but you're great. And so our expectations are great as well. Lord, thank you for an opportunity, another chance to speak your word, to talk about your word, to Talk to those that fear you. Lord God, your, your word tells us that you recognize uh, those that fear you and speak often about you and a book of remembrance has been written. Lord, and we just pray that the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sight. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. We're gonna we're gonna jump right into the Word of God this evening, and we've been really talking um, and working our way through the Book of Genesis, and we've kind of come to a part where we are at um, a really a great discussion regarding Sarah and Abraham, or Abram at this point, Sarah and Abram, and, and so um, certainly gonna open the door up for callers to call in and um but we're gonna go ahead and as i said we're, we're not gonna prolong the time because there are those that are on different hours and they will tune in and listen later thank god for each of them that are listening and those that our lives are being touched and changed by uh, the word of god uh, not just in the usa but all over the world uh, where people are tuning in, not just on this platform, but there are other platforms where people are listening uh, to the word of God. And so let's be prayerful um, for our listeners and prayerful for one another. Um, uh, Mama J, you want to try calling in? Uh, I see you are there, but I don't see you sign in. I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Yes. Yeah, I would. I'm here. I just had the um, microphone off. Okay. Well, you know, as I as I reached out to you, and certainly thank God for your presence and uh, Taylor uh, Women Ministry. And I, I figured that you know, as we've been talking about 
Uh, we've been in the book of Genesis now for, for a little while, and we've just arrived at the 16th chapter, and, and this is the third week. And I'm really um, feeling a type of way for Hagar and the situation that she has now found herself in. You know, and so I really felt that we needed a woman's opinion on this. And that's why I reached out to you, you know, because because as men, we can say a lot of things, but we may not even scratch the surface of what has transpired here. True. <laughs> a lot has transpired. <laughs> it's very interesting. Um, mm -hmm. So you're looking for a woman's uh, perspective on. Right. So let me tell you, okay, so last week, um, the prior week, we, we crossed this, we came to this bridge, I can't even say we crossed it. But, um, you know, Abram, he is desperate for a son, he's desperate for a child. And so he's really been, uh, he's taken each opportunity that the Lord has presented where he could uh, ask about uh, a child, you know, the Lord visited him. And he said, Hey, you know, I'm paraphrasing it, but Lord, you I don't even have a son. I don't have a daughter. I don't have no one to inherit uh, this fortune that you blessed me with. And so if you recall, um, when they came, as they left the land of Ur, and as they were traveling, they came to Egypt. And uh, Abram told Sarah, he said, listen, tell, uh, tell everybody that you're my sister so that they don't kill me and take you for your wife uh, to be the Pharaoh's wife. And so that's what they did. You know, they had some shenanigans going on there, some word games. And the Lord stepped in and intervened and Pharaoh kicked, pretty much kicked Abram uh, and the family out of Egypt, told them to get on. But before he did that, he blessed them. And Egypt became blessed as well because the Lord had spoken, told Abram that if whoever cursed you will be cursed and whoever blessed you will be blessed. So Pharaoh um, also received a blessing. Mm -hmm. Now, the scripture doesn't say this, but but here we find that they have an Egyptian handmaid. So there are servants that have now uh, been uh, that are attached to this caravan uh, Abram and Sarah, as they make their way and follow, um, looking for what God has told them to look for. And so here we are at the 16th chapter. And the scripture says, now Sarah, uh, Abram's wife, bear him no child. So she's now aggravated. She's um, annoyed. She's anxious, you know, and she thinks about her handmaid. Now, they're up in age. Now, to us, we consider, you know, people or, you know, when you start hitting 80s and stuff like that uh, as being old. And that, that's not the case in the scripture because they were still doing stuff, as I told someone they were doing in the park, doing it in the dark, you know, but she wasn't kidding. She wasn't um, pregnant. And so uh, so she tells him in her um, in her anxiousness. And her frustration will, you know, take my handmaid, this an Egyptian whose name was Hagar. And so so she's looking at surrogate parenting. Right. And and Abram, you know, he agreed. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
You know, yeah, I know the story. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't say it doesn't say how old she was. But obviously, they were all still in some form of good health at that time. Right, right. And so, um, and so now Hagger, you know, and I'm, 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 me personally, I'm feeling her, I'm feeling her pain because now she's, you know, she marries Abram and now she's conceived and Sarah is flipping out. Sarah's mad. Yeah, <laughs> she's hotter than fish grease. Yeah, she's very upset. But she didn't wait for the promise. Mm -hmm. She went ahead of God. And I think that's what happens because we can always say that we want it our way. And a lot of times our way is not God's way. And that's scripture. Um, my perspective on, on Sarah, you know, everybody used to always laugh, you know, and say, well, you know, Abraham, he didn't hesitate, you know. He didn't hesitate. He didn't. He did. He seek God before he went into Hagar. That's my question. And I was I, in my study, and and, and just kind of listening to the story, it kind of reminded me. It took me back to Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. Same scenario, almost right. Mm -hmm. Yes. So it's like I don't know. I, this one was a hard call because everybody was mad at um well, a lot of the women would say you know he didn't even hesitate he just went ahead and just did it you know he didn't ask any questions he just obeyed his wife so i mean are, do men often obey their wives in that scenario <laughs> well, probably well, i mean well, they're both frustrated yeah but they had the promise there was a promise there there was a there was a promise. The Lord had made a promise, told him that he's going to um, he's going to have a child, you know, but it but there's still this frustration. I mean, let's let's be real about what we're what we're talking about. How many times have people found themselves in similar situations where they were told, you know, the Lord's going to bless, he's going to uh, whatever the desire was, and they became frustrated and took matters into their own hands. Right. But becoming uh, in this day and time, in our particular, it, I could even just take it on a personal level. In my waiting, of course, there are some things that, that God has promised me, and I'm still waiting for those things to come into fruition. And I have gone ahead of God. And it has caused me pain. And this is what happened in this whole scenario. They went ahead of God. So it not only caused great pain, it caused jealousy, it caused frustration, um, it caused hatred, it caused conflict. There's so many things that happen when we don't wait on God. And, you know, and it's not to say that God is not going to do what he promised uh but i find in waiting on god it 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 kind of tests you to see you know how long how long will you trust god will your faith fade in your waiting i you know this this kind of hit it kind of hit home because 
you know, I'm waiting on God for some things. And like I said, I jumped ahead of God at one point and I ended up heartbroken. Well, let me ask you this. Um, now, we we know Sarah's frustrated. Now, what about Hagar? Now, some say, well, she didn't have to do it, but she's she's caught in a rock in a hard place. She is the handmaid. She's a servant to these people. Right. And wasn't it their custom? That was totally, it wasn't against the law. Right. Because it was their culture. Mm -hmm. So she obeyed, she obeyed the, you know, she obeyed what was told her. Sarah was over her. She was Sarah's servant. And I was, I kind of got, well, I don't want to say confused, but I was like, was she like a servant? Was she a concubine or was she a wife? Or was she all three? Well, the scripture said that um, that in the third verse that Sarah Abram's wife took Hagar, made her maid the Egyptian after Abram had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan, and gave her to her husband Abram to be his wife. Okay, so she was a, so she was a wife. Mm-hmm. So they had so she so. Sarai had that authority to to make her handmaiden a wife. That's something. That's really a lot of power. Yeah. Over, over the situation now, Abram. Um, you know, I, I don't want to jump to to jump to Abram uh, yet, but you know, just dealing with the mindset of Sarah and and then Hagar who. Uh, now is conceived, she's carrying a child, and it, it, it talks about how um, that when she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her eyes. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if Hagar is as she, um, if now that she's pregnant, that maybe she felt a certain, I don't know, but a, maybe there was a certain sense of entitlement. You know that now I'm pregnant, and you're the the his wife. Uh, you know you're you're carrying his name even, and has been carrying it a lot longer. But look at me. Yeah. You know I'm that sure she's she now threatened. Uh huh. Go ahead. No, I said I'm sure she probably flaunted herself a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was your I was your maid, but now I got a baby by your husband, and he's my husband too because you did this. Mm-hmm. So you you did it. You 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 gave him permission. You told me to do it. I obeyed what you said. Now you're mad at me. Right. Right. Now, you know, so and everybody look at the look at the open embarrassment. Uh, you know, people whispering, people talking because I mean, it's the same then as it is today because that's what people do. People have their opinions and what they are going to say about what they see, you know, and so now all of that is is happening. And Sarah, you know, now Sarah did something that um, that a a lot of people don't do. And I I don't know why we we have such a, a hard problem with saying I'm sorry. But Sarah said to Abram, she said, my want my wrong be upon uh, upon thee. You know, I've given my maid unto 
into thy bosom and you know and so I'm despising so Sarah started to really regret what she did but she also copped a, a attitude and because the scripture said that she dealt hardly uh, heartily with uh Hagar mm -hmm. you know and I don't know what all what was all involved with her um and Hagar, what went on, the words that was exchanged, you know, it was, you know, it could have been, I mean, the scripture says hardly, uh, hardly. So, you know, and, and so um, that those that are listening, you know, again, this is, you're listening to Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. Uh, and we're talking about the uh, first few verses here in the 16th chapter of Genesis. And so want to welcome you to, to call in and to, um, you know, and express your opinion about what what transpired here with Sarah um, giving Hagar, their handmaid, to marry her husband, Abram, uh, to have a child as a part of a surrogate program in that day, you know, and all the confusion and, and the hostility that it created in that moment um, once this was all done when the when the deal was when the deal was done you know look at the results of what happened and and you know and when we take matters into our own hands we put our own selves uh, in that rock and hard place and, and then we we don't know what to do we now add another layer of frustration to ourselves and so feel free to call in and express yourself regarding the verses that, that we're talking about here in the, the 16th chapter of, of Genesis. So Hick, Hagar is now, she's been dealt with very harshly. Now, I took issue with Abram. I took issue with him here because Abram told Sarah, he said, well, behold, I, I made, you know, she's in your hand, do, do to her as you please. Yeah, that was cold. That was some cold-blooded stuff right there. Oh, I had my way with her. You know, now she's pregnant. She, I did what you told me to do. We did this thing. And now you're mad at her and you're mad at me. Don't come at me. Get rid of her. Oh, that was some cold-blooded stuff. That's some serious, that's some serious stuff happening there. You know, something how the scripture, the word of God does not cover up our, our wrongs. It doesn't cover it up. It doesn't cover up what they did. It, it, it's it's something that we can learn off of and learn not to do. And so, you know, I'm like, Abram, did you really? You know, and, and how many, you know, how many times have we ourselves, you know, done similar things? You know, we, we picked up a I don't care attitude, you know, and that sort of thing, which is similar to what he did. God. Isn't it strange? I'm sorry. Isn't it, isn't it strange how a person can just throw someone away after they're done with them? And it's just like it's nothing. You know, it, it really it was like it really meant it didn't mean anything to either one of them after they after this woman conceived. The baby that she wanted so bad that this woman conceived through obedience, 
now they just want to throw her away. Right. Yeah, that's that's something in that. That there's a message there. things we try to try to cover up i guess maybe they felt if they if they you know if they try to cover this up but it's already now public it's public information you know i can't see how it is not publicized you know as far as what has occurred and um you know because when people see uh, see that something is um, that you being re rebuked or talked harshly to or being frowned upon or treated a certain way, of course, they, they pay attention to that. And, and so I, I just can't imagine that this is not public news, you know, that has spread like like wildfire. And, um, you know, and this this young girl, Hagger, is, you know, she's impacted by this. She She's hurting. She, she's hurting real bad and just and the, the text itself does not talk about well actually it does it does go into here but just imagining from you know, from our own perspective how we would feel if it was us and sometimes we've been in situations like that you know um, it may not be the exact same uh, dna of circumstances but it was still similar and so this this young girl is she's hurt. She's really feeling bad. She's left alone. She's alone now because of how Sarah then, then, then kicked her to the curb. Abram then, then kicked her to the curb, and she is alone. Right. You know, it's um, been going on for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, and yes, people have said that that Abram willingly ran in there. No, no one was there to know. You know, it's, it's all speculation. He may have. He he may not have. I can see where he would be anxious. You know, since he's considering the fact that Sarah. You know, we've been we've been at it for a while, and nothing has happened. So why not? Well, I I believe that because there was a covenant that was that was promise they had a covenant with god so you know they had to bring forth children because they weren't going to live forever so i can understand him being anxious but i don't i don't i don't understand the coldness that that happened um after she conceived that was kind of hard to swallow after you decided that you wanted to do it your way, you didn't wait on God. Um, you didn't know what God was doing. You don't know how God was going to work things out for you, but you decided to go ahead of yourself. Mm -hmm. And then you got what you got and then you didn't want it. And now you're blaming each other. And then you get mad at Hagar and you put her out and she's pregnant. And then God has to go in and turn that situation around. But, you know, it's just, it's life. Boy, these scenarios, it's nothing new under the sun. Nothing new under the sun. Right. Well, Hagar, you know, now she she's now has left and she's running, 
you know, that as, as so many times, you know, which one of us have not felt like running away at one time or another. And so she's now running uh, with all this pain. What am I going to do? You know, all these questions. I'm sure that, that she was overwhelmed with emotions. Now, sometimes we, we don't, you know, in the church world, we don't talk about the emotional drama that occurs. And, um, you know, the, the, the level of emotional uh, drama that is occurring here is really astronomical, you know, for their day and time. I mean, who was she going to go to? Who's, who would even consider taking her in? Right. You know, she, she's now, you know, her thing is that if it had not, if it was not for for the Lord intervening. Now, when you when you read the scripture and you see Lord, uh, capital L, that that is representing God himself, whereas if it's a lowercase L, then it's just representing superiority of an individual, their authority. And, and so the scripture says the angel of the Lord found her by fountain of water in the wilderness by the fountain of the way of sure. And and he spoke to her. And he began to deal with her. This had become a, a what we call what a God only situation, you know. And so, and and now here here's another thing that I found very difficult. And we talk about eating humble pie, and you know, humble pie is is it's not not very tasty. And, you know, if you've ever had a slice of it and sometimes you had to eat a big slice, sometimes you had to eat a, a whole pie. And so she had to eat some humble pie herself. And because the Lord told her to go back. You know, um, he, he heard a situation, he understood the situation and he told her to, to go back. You know, sometimes you feel like quitting a job, you feel like walking off. I, I know I felt that way even recently. And I had to sit down and rethink, you know, and and really figure out how to deal with the situation. Um, but there's others that same thing, or, or you, you get you, you fed up with the way things are going. And so you want to do something in that moment that may not be a healthy choice. It might feel like it, it might seem like it because emotionally you're charged. But then when you take a step back, you know, you find out it's a different way of handling it. And so the angel of the Lord found her by the fountain there and he began to talk with her. Where are you coming from? Where are you going? Think about it. What are you what are you doing? And her only answer was that she's running from Sarah. But and the Lord told her to go back. Now, think about it. he she's she is she is on. She's livid. You know, as they would say, she she's livid in what she's dealing with, and she's being told to go back. Uh, uh, those listening, please feel free to call in, give you a thought on Hagar and Sarah and Abraham. This this situation that this that is occurring here, where uh, they have in their frustration, Sarah and Abram have done something. Uh, without, well, maybe they thought about it, you know, let's just say they thought about it, but 
their decision and what they did was not the best decision. And what it has resulted is the pain of someone in their in their in their presence. It, it, it has hurt someone. And sometimes our actions might seem like it's the best decision in that moment, but who's going to suffer from it? And all three of them are, are dealing with something here. And so feel free to call in and express your opinion about what is happening. You know, we'd love to hear from you on this, on this, on this Bible class subject of being caught in a rock, between a rock and a hard place. And, and so the Lord tells uh, her, Hagar, to go back. How difficult do you think that might have been? I'm sure it was very difficult for her. Yeah. I don't know if trying to say something. Uh, no, that was very, I, I think that was a very difficult situation to return to. You know, I mean, that's like, it, it, uh, the, the way I visualize it is that, you know, it's just like when you go home and, you know, if you have a, a, a puppy and th that puppy is now walking towards you with a head down and a tail tucked. You know, we, we know what that is. And, and even though I use the, the illustration of a puppy, how many times have we've done that when we've had to humble ourselves and, and put our head down and tuck our tail and, you know, pretty much you're asking for mercy at that point. You want to be received. She had to go back in such a way that she would be received. And we don't, the scripture doesn't say that how God dealt with Sarah or Abraham, not not as far as dealing with them in her return, but we see here that she was told to go, to go back. And so that meant that she had to take on a whole different mindset and, you know, tears may have been flowing. I'm sure they were, you know, and she may have felt justified and, and I'm going to say that she probably was. But she had to return and let all of that go in order to fulfill because if because nothing could now remember abram is given a promise like you brought out earlier and in that promise that she that has been given the seed that is now in hagar cannot be lost right because that's part of the this as the stars are numbered as the sand of the the rocks in the sand is numbered she that seed can't be lost true so the the lord speaks to her and you know and tell her about what's going to happen with ishmael now I told the I told our listeners, you know, in Bible class a few weeks ago that that there's something here that that we've been holding on to and we've not shared it. But let's just go ahead and, and share it now. Um, if you look at the time element of when this occurred, when they took matters into their own hands, they did something. Now, when we take matters into our own hand, we cause things to happen. And we don't think about it. And we just, we're looking for immediate gratification. Well, Ishmael 
as, as you'll find out through the reading of the scripture, Ishmael is, um, is born. And when he's born um, later, he is 14 years older mm -hmm. than the child that, that Sarah and Abram had. Mm -hmm. There is a gap here that occurs now that for 14 years, now remember, all the time you read the scripture from chapter chapter 11, where the Lord points out to, to Moses and says, hey, um, that he was married, his wife's name was Sarah, and she was barren. That was brought up very early. And then as we read through scriptures that kept bringing, hey, I don't have a child, I don't have a child, my, my manservant of my house is gonna inherit everything, but I want a child, I want a child. And the Lord makes this promise. And so there's been communication, but now, in this situation where Hagar and what Sarah, Hagar and Abraham have gotten into, there is 14 years of silence that you don't hear about God speaking and saying anything. 14 years. Right. What we do when we take matters into our own hands, when we put our when we put ourselves in that position of being between a rock and a hard place, we don't know when we're going to hear from God again. And they fell into that situation. And, and so it really brings to mind that we have to be very careful. Very careful. The Lord didn't take his promise away. Nope. But there was a 14 year gap. Because by the time um, uh, Abraham's son was born, um, Ishmael was making fun of him. For what reason we'll get into later, but I just wanted to bring that out that, you know, that we create a situation and that we need to avoid. We need to avoid creating situations because God steps back and and then we have to deal with we deal with the aftermath. Now, we might we pray and everything else to try to pray our way out of it, but but we're dealing with the aftermath of our actions. So what are you dealing with right now that when you really take a look at is the aftermath of your own mouth, your own actions, something that you did, and it may not be something that you did today. It could be something that you did years ago. Exactly. Now it's now you're dealing with the consequences and, and and oftentimes we don't even think about that, that, you know, what we're dealing with right now is uh, could it be the result of something that we did years ago? And isn't it it's it's really um, something to think about that God will let you go ahead of him because of his permissive will. Mm hmm. And we do things in our own way, in the way we want, and God grants that permissive will, but then he makes you wait on his divine will. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, ouch. To say ouch to that, because, you know, we, I, I really, and from learning that now, you know, I want to be in his divine will. Right. I don't, I don't want to, you know, be in a permissive will and 
be happy there because the divine will will always supersede in there. There's so much there that we don't know about that we benefit from, but his permissive will, um, we stop, we, we fallen short of what we could have. Right. And there, there, you know, I thought about that there, there is a fulfilling in our weight that only God can satisfy. There's some, that emptiness or that place where you need to be filled only God can satisfy that. That's why the waiting is so important. Mm -hmm. So God is the only one that can fulfill your waiting area. You know, you're, and I always say that, you know, the weight on God, we can't let it become a weight. Mm -hmm. You know, we can't let it be so heavy that we get out from under whatever it is and we take things into our own hands. Because like you said, God will step back and he will let you do it your way. But he's so gracious because even after we do it our way, you know what? He still comes back and he still blesses. It may not have been the way that we wanted it to be because what, what they did in this situation caused a whole lot of problems. And we face these same problems even today. I mean, what happened with them has trickled down into this particular day and time and I know that's probably another subject for another time but no go ahead with it you said you said it earlier that our action every action we have has reaction and consequences and sometimes you may not even see those consequences until years down the road but this happened because that happened or this this came about because when you did that like you say way back when so some of the things that we're going through today, as you stated earlier, is because of what happened could be years ago. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it really, all of us have to just really be careful. Don't feel, you know, feel like we need to be, or don't allow anyone to force you into a situation or force you to give an answer. If you're not ready to answer something, say, I'm not ready to give an answer. I need to need more time. Don't let no one pressure you into, you know, into something that you should not be pressured in. And if you feel like you've been pressured, that's even more reason to say, hey, stop. Let's back up here. You know, because they're trying to satisfy something on their side, but you should not be pressured into doing anything. Right. You know, that gets us in that gets us in, in trouble in many different ways. And, and so, man, well, you know what? I I thank God for you. And I, I've always, you know, I've listened to your your ministry. I love your ministry. Uh, this is Elder Elaine Jones from um, a Tailored Women and Ministry. And you know she is very soft spoken, but a very powerful word has never has always fed us well when I've heard her minister. You know, so we thank God for her. She is a member of, of what I call the home church, the mother church that I grew up in, uh, which is uh, Greater Grace in Monrovia, California, um, four seven four East Dewardy Road. And so we thank God for for her joining us this evening. 
and uh, sharing with us and, and this Bible class and the discussion about this triangle. This uh, we can't even call it a love triangle, <laughs> you know, but it's a triangle. <laughs> and, and so, really appreciate you and those that have been listening. I want to encourage you to visit us at connectingtruth.org. That is connectingtruth.org. If you have a prayer request, um, you know, or a comment that you would like, to, or a testimony of something that you would like to share with us, certainly we would appreciate hearing from you. And again, we just thank God for this time as we've been talking about the uh, 16th chapter of Genesis. And we'll, if the Lord say the same, we'll head into the 17th chapter next week at the same time. And, and so with that being said, we're going to, to end uh, this particular Bible class um, setting, you know, share the word of God with someone else, share the link with them to hear the word of God. And certainly uh, what this this great woman of God have also shared with us this evening. And so I'm going to ask you, uh, uh, Elder Jenkins, to have uh, closing remarks and to close us out with prayer. Uh, just thank you so much for having me. I do appreciate the word of God. I appreciate you and your study of the word of God. And we're just asking everyone to continue to tune in. God is speaking in these last days. Amen. Father, we thank you and we praise you for all that you've done in our lives. God, I thank you for giving us the strength and the faith to wait on you. Lord, we just ask that you continue to bless each and every one that's on this broadcast. Bless the broadcast. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless. Amen. God bless you, everyone. Uh, bless someone. You know, be blessed. And don't find yourself in a rock and hard space, you know, because you've taken matters into your own hands. Let, let's depend on God and his word. And we can wait on him. We can do that. God bless you. Yeah.